0: Conditions for following Jesus Today in the Gospel, Jesus gets very serious. He looks at the people following him and he realizes that many of them are there for purely personal reasons. They are following him because they wanted to experience miracles, for example, or because they were fed with tasty bread and fish, or because he spoke very well or even because he had to go at the Pharisees and defended the poor, and he could become, possibly, a political power. The same thing happens with us. We're here because we feel good, because it's the right thing to do, perhaps, or, or because of what others are going to say about us if we don't turn up. Jesus uses a very strong expression to bring his message across. To love him, we need to hate everything else. Some scriptural authors tried to soften the expression, but Jesus wanted to emphasise a point. We're either with him or against him. What he says today is about him and about us. Other religions put across their main message in totally different ways. Most religious leaders, Buddha, Mohammed, or Luther, gave us some ideas to follow, some doctrine to upheld, but none of them commanded us to love them. Only Jesus demands a complete love for him. His claim is very strong, one that doesn't allow half measures. Unless you love him more than anything else, you cannot be my disciple. Either he is right or he's a madman. Either he is the Son of God or he's a fool. In the light of what he says, we have to make a choice. If he's right, everything else takes second place. And, of course, he is right, We are created for him, and we have experienced that it is only in following him that we are truly happy, that he is the only one who can fill all the desires of our souls. We know it in the depth of our hearts. To put him first, we need to acknowledge what is taking the place of Jesus in our lives. We need to be sincere. There are other things in our lives that don't belong to Jesus, and we should slowly, through a good examination of conscience, find out what they are and bring them to Jesus, or if necessary, get rid of them. We should react against what is holding us back, against what is not allowing us to become closer to him. We have the example of the saints that managed to win their war against themselves. Saint Francis of Assisi was dependent on his father. He gave everything back to him, even his clothes, and was naked in front of everyone. Saint Thomas Aquinas had to fight against his family, who didn't want him to become a Dominican. They locked him up in a castle for a year, and he had to escape. Saint Catherine of Siena didn't want to marry the husband her mother had prepared for. her. She cut her beautiful hair off, and the husband-to-be didn't want to marry a bald girl. St. Anthony, when his parents died, sold all his possessions and went to the desert. He was attached to his riches, and thanks to his generosity he became the father of the Desert Fathers. St. Maximilian Kolbe changed places with another man who was going to be killed at Auschwitz. He gave his life for him, like Jesus did for us. We don't need to go to these extremes, but we have things in our lives that don't belong to Jesus we can ask Mary, our mother, to help us to give them back to him.